Uh, I did want to alert you that our episode, oh, focus, focus, our, the sound got removed on TikTok because we were talking about sex and let's talk about, we were talking about sex and I know you got some, we're talking about sex and I know we're talking about your Moroccan guy and I know you wanted to talk about some more pop stuff and maybe we'll do that for another episode. Maybe we'll just split it for another episode, depending on how long it runs. But, um, Moroccan guy, the last thing you said, the last thing you said was you were saying that you don't, you want him to say if you're in a relationship or not. No, actually, what I was saying was that I mean, I'm being, I mean, okay, I'm a Gemini, I'm a Zodiac girly, but here's the thing, I, I don't know, like I, I can't make up my mind about any relationship. I've learned in my twenties not to take any relationship seriously, and maybe mm-hmm. this is my trauma coming speaking out, but I just don't know. Like, so for right now, we're having fun, and that's good and it's it's a good time like, i'm having a good time which is kind of crazy i was thinking about this the other day and i'm like people say that like you have better sex the older you get and they ain't never fucking lie that sex we were having in our 20s no ma'am no ma'am i i'm still close enough to my 20s to real to, to see the to see the difference i'm still close where i'm just like actually the stuff we were doing then trash basura throw it in the bin it it's it it was not it this 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 30 year old sex is good girl it's everything and i love it i'm still in my 20s oh well you're still having trash sex oh i the last time i had really good sex was oh my god fucking top okay here's okay never mind continue (laughs) No, go ahead with the top slander. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I feel okay. Wait, here's the thing. I have never talked in my life ever. She said, I'm a real woman. Baby, I am a gold star transsexual. Yes, baby, I'm a transsexual. A film queen. Put that gold on there. That gold. That gold. I mean, but I feel like when you're, when you're top, you know, when you're topping, like it's kind of like as a, as a, as like the bottom, as like a receptive partner, it's I really, as a receptacle, as a receptacle, as a, as a top receptacle. Um, I feel like it's really hard to like, to fuck it up when you're a top and I'm, I'm definitely speaking out of my fucking out of the side of my neck. Yeah. I, I was going to say, how would you know? I don't know, but I just like, if you're a top and you have a thingy and you put your thingy into something enclosed, that's wet. If you keep doing that, but can we talk? Can we talk and still be friends? Yeah. Go ahead. Are you my people? Are you my people? Um, Shout out to Wendy. I hope she gets better. So many funny quotable moments. Um, mm. But I feel like it's kind of like, you know, once you start pumping, unless you pull it out, you're going to reach a desired result. Versus when you're bottoming or when like there's some extra mechanics that need to happen to, to reach your desired results. You can't just purely 
release, so to speak, by just taking it versus topping. If you if you get the hole in the goal and you keep going, you're going to get a you're going to get a strike. Well, in theory, sure. But, you know, in, in theory, in theory, in praxis, in praxis no. Um, for, well, one. Oh, bitch. Why the fuck would Siri? Siri is sick. Shut the fuck. Oh, I didn't even touch it. I said in praxis and she fucking picked that up. She was like, it's a Greek theory. Anyway, um, no, but in, in the, the fact of the matter is, as a top, my experience has been, you know, there has been oftentimes when the bottom isn't clean. When the bottom. Does that hinder you from, wait, but does that hinder you from, from releasing? Yes. Oh, because you're not, because you're not going in period is what you're saying. Well, you could, you could have in, you know, I've entered thinking everything was a go. And then there Wait. was mud afoot. A <laughs> oh, do you feel the mud afoot? No, I don't feel the mud. But you, you, you know, you start to see it. You start to smell. You smell it before you, you smell it coming. No, like, yeah, that's 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 an issue, right? Um, particularly depending on like kind of how to manage that. I've definitely yeah. have like, I have talked to a guy. And it was just everywhere. It was watery and it was everywhere. And he like got up and it was like on my floors. Like I was like bleaching and cleaning. Like there was no, there was no coming back from that. That was an issue. That was unique. That was unique. So what happened when he did that? I like inquiring minds want to know, did he just like put his clothes on and, Oh, bitch! He did. Do you think these men give a fuck? He dashed. He hit it. He was just like, "Oh, that's if it's if it's out of me, it's on you." Yeah, I mean, some. I mean, I. I mean, do I know how he felt internally? No, I don't know. But it was like, and I'm not trying to be rude or whatever. But I'm just like, there's really nothing else to do at that point. That, that that's just one. That's one thing, right? And what did he do exactly? I don't fucking remember. Uh, you know, I mean, he definitely went to the bathroom. He definitely like cleaned up and I was just like, you got to get the fuck up out of here. Um, and then there are guys who I don't, I'm not, I'm not feeling it. <laughs> you thought I was feeling you? I literally, literally not feel like, no, literally like I can't feel anything, which Wait, works. Really? Which work, yeah. Which so work? You, you 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 open the door, and and you just walk on in. And you wait, and, and you no fell. resistance, and you fell, and, and and there was just like an endless, you know, it was like an endless drop. Was that what it was giving? Oh, it was. There was yeah, no. Some of the some of you know sometimes people are you know sometimes people are sometimes at least I only sleep with. I've only slept with, I've, major, I've only slept with men. All of my partners have been cis men, except one. One has been a trans man. Um, but for the cis men that I've slept with, some of them have been extremely loose, and I didn't feel anything. But you know, okay. 
Here's here's the thing. I'm wondering because, of course, I'm just asking because I've I've never topped. But I feel like when a trans woman gets with a top trans woman gets with a trans man, I feel like there's kind of no going back. I feel like a lot of trans women who I know who like they started out with like you know dating cis men of various sexualities, and then when they when they started dating a trans man, they were just like this is like the perfect combo. And they never went back. Like they just like that was their partner, that was their person, and they were just completely happy there. And I'm wondering, <laughs> that's not my experience. I like Ethan a lot. If Ethan moves to um, LA and he wants to date, we definitely can. But I do not have a particular. You know what I mean? It's I don't think about Ethan in any different way other than like than any than any other guy. Where does Ethan live? He lives in Vegas. Oh. He's also oh well I mean not let me let me not say all that because that's actually yeah, let me let me not say I don't wanna I don't wanna blow his blow his spot up, but I was gonna give more information about Ethan, but I wanna respect his privacy. Yeah, but no, I don't feel I've I've heard that too. I just I don't I I feel like that is some sort of like thing that that like I think that's some sort of like cis type of you know, some sort of like bat like reverse cis hat kind of thing that people want to push like this like hetero this hetero thing that only a penis and a vagina belong together. And yeah. I don't believe that or traffic in that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I honestly have no dogs in the race, but I have seen like, I have, I have seen my trans sisters, you know, they kind of, they kind of like, once they get a taste of a trans man, they're just like, this is it. Oh, actually let me say this. Cause there are multiple Ethan's. Um, Wait, is his name? Wait, hold on. Is his name Ethan? Hold on. It's not the Ethan who dated. He's not the Ethan who lives in LA. That's what I'll say. Hold on. Is his name Ethan? I I mean, yeah, his, his, his name is Ethan. Okay. So the trans man that I slept with, his name is Ethan, but there is another trans man whose name is Ethan, who has, who has been in relationships with my friends. That man I did not sleep with. That man has tried to sleep with me several times, but I did not sleep with him. Um, so I just want to make that very clear. So if you know a trans man that lives in Southern California, two different people, two different but wait, people. Didn't you? I mean, I feel like that was given because you started the conversation if he moved to LA. Yes, but I just wanted to be clear. I just wanted to make it clear because there is a trans man because we know we know an Ethan and he he's dated I think he's dated two girls oh no he was married to a friend of mine I totally forgot that so he dated one of my friends and then he married another one of my friends and they are now divorced so I just want to be very clear and they and my friend is 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 pretty famous on social media so I just Mm. wanted to yeah I just wanted to clear that up (laughs) yeah okay clear i mean i don't know any of these people so it's, it's always clear to me but for our audience bitch it's clear now yeah um but yeah i mean i don't know i i, I feel like 
I've never dated a trans man before, but I would. I would definitely be open to it. But I don't think they like me. Honestly, I don't think they like Why? me. Why? I don't know. I don't, like, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I, every time I see a trans man who I'm, like, remotely attracted to or I'm, like, oh, my God, flirting. And they're just, like, okay, Nyla. And I'm just, like, wait, what? <laughs> I I agree. I, am I the only, well, that's not true, but. I have only had two trans men be into me. Well, that's not true. I guess three. I've had three trans men hit on me. I've been around a lot of trans men and I've been around a lot of trans men that I'm very attracted to. Um, And it's, you know, but three for three ain't bad because three out of the three, out of the three guys who hit on me, one was like not only was I attracted to him, I followed. Girl, I'm like five for zero, so three. For... <laughs> that is good. I'm like that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good. So I've 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 been lucky, but I have I have looked around. I mean, it's been years. Like I've been like, why haven't I dated or had sex with a trans guy? Or, like hooked up like nothing. And my friends, we have a mute. Well. We know someone in common, Alex, and <laughs> and she had sex with who did she hook up with? I forget his name. Oh my god, he dated Bob the drag queen. Do you know who I'm talking? Ezra Michelle. Oh so yeah, 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 yeah. She hooked up with Ezra years ago. It was a whole thing, and before the wait, pandemic, why was it a whole thing? Girl, do you want to get into it? This is such a messy thing. I don't, I mean, oh, this is so wait, messy. Girl, you want you me are... to... wait, <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I'll tell you. This is so messy. Okay. So let me tell you about Ezra. So we are being messy. We are being messy. I am being messy. Okay. So, so here, so here's the tea. And this leads to like Alex and I, where Alex and I are now. So what happened was I was a part of Slay Models. I I didn't sign a contract, but I was a part of Slay Models. And they had a a reality show called Slay or Strut. What was it called? Yeah. And and, um, I didn't join the reality show, but I, I was working with them and they got me my first movie cam. On Netflix. And one day, the head of the agency, his name is Cece, he called um, a group of us trans people together, models that he had selected, and he had us do a photo shoot. It was just a random photo shoot. It was at his apartment, um, nice apartment, and we did a photo shoot. And there, I got to meet some new people I had never seen at the agency before. And one of those people was Ezra. And I think he's really handsome. And, um, I was like, you know, flirting with him and he wasn't interested. And so I just dropped it right there and I never flirted with him ever again. Then my friend, Alexandra Gray, she met him at transgender pride where she was performing and they went on a date and they hooked up. Now, I was gagging because I was like, bitch, I'm also a black tranny top. I was like, how dare? Because I thought, because sometimes, you know, like 
a guy like maybe he isn't into black women and you're like you know that sucks or whatever or maybe he isn't into trans women or maybe mm -hmm. he's gay maybe he only likes men and and he does Ezra does like men and we'll get to that um but no he likes black trans women just not me so I gagged and I we laughed about it so anyway Alexandra sleeps with Ezra and after going on a date and she said that it was amazing. But after that happened, he kind of like ghosts her, but she had a really great date. And then this is so messy. And then her friend, Yari Jones, do you know Yari? Yeah, love her. So black now pop. we've gone from LA to New York. So her friend, who's a who's a who's a transgender woman, a black trans black transgender woman, I think I met her once. Um, and I do consider her a friend, you know, but someone I only met once. She started dating Ezra. What? And she went public with dating Ezra. And she is polyamorous, so she has multiple partners, and Alex is not, and that really hurt Alex. And so, she was really, really, she was really, really hurt by that. Now, Alex, um, now Ezra ended up in um, when Yari booked a short film in LA. Mm -hmm. Ezra said, you can stay with me at my home because we're partners. We're in a relationship. And then basically kicked her out. Long story short, basically kicked her out while she was staying with him in LA. And Yari goes on this full social media clearing him. And she's like, you made me feel unsafe. This is what you do to black trans women. I mean, she cleared the fuck out of him. And she has so many followers. She's like really, she's really well known. She had a big billboard in Times Square on the news. Really blew up during the pandemic. She cleared him. And then she came back to Alex. And she was like, I'm so sorry. And they reconciled. Now, during that time, I was speaking to Alex. And I said why do you feel so betrayed and so upset that Yari slept with Ezra if you and Ezra were never in a relationship? You went on one date and you had sex one time. I Maybe she was in I, love with him? And see, this is where we were kind of going back and forth. And I was like, it it didn't make sense to me. I, she she was like really upset. I remember being at her birthday party in her apartment in North Hollywood and we were going back and forth on this. And I was like, I just don't understand why you're so, why you're so angry with her. I mean, like the guy didn't like me and I was like, okay. And he likes you instead. And I was like, work. And then it turned out that he didn't really like you either he liked Yari. And then it turned out he really didn't like Yari either, <laughs> which he ended up moving on to Bob the Drag Queen, which we will get to. But what I ended up telling 
Alex, and this would, this conversation with Ezra, Yari, and, and I guess me, you know, and, and Alex, this conversation would shift our relationship years later. This is the reason why Alex and I are not speaking right now because in part because of this conversation and because of what I said. And what I said to Alex was, if it were me and I just slept with a guy, I just hooked up with a guy, I would not feel like my friend couldn't date him or be in a relationship with him. Like it wouldn't matter to me or like, yeah, like I was like, I don't, Cause it was, it was just like a one-time hookup. And I also feel, and like, let's be real. Like a lot of times, like the girls, not just the girls, but everyone nowadays, like everyone's on Tinder, everyone's hooking up with people, this person, that person, this person, that person. How do you then say this person means something and that person doesn't? And what I pointed out to her, as I said, Alex, you and I have slept with a lot of the same people. We have gone back and we've been like, oh yeah, we both slept with Murat. We both slept with this redhead guy. Like we both slept with multiple of the same people and we just did not know it because these guys who are the, who like, they don't have any loyalty to us. So like, I don't, I I just, I I didn't understand it. So how do you feel about that? Let's start there. How do you feel about what I said? I mean, I... So I kind of had a similar situation with with another trans friend of mine who kind of ended our friendship as well. Do it, yeah. girl. If I'm doing it, do it. If I'm doing it, you have to. I mean, you don't have to, but I encourage it. <laughs> you highly encourage it. Okay, so so okay, so I worked at this nonprofit with it was like a you know LGBT blah blah blah. The girls working there. So it was this man on, so my friend was a notoriously flirty trans woman, like really brave too. Like she would speak to any man, like any man who like, and of course, no shade. She had the complexion for the protection. She was a person of color, but she did have the complexion for the protection. She dyed her hair blonde. Like she gave that illusion, you know? And so, you know, like, no shade. I've and and this is just my opinion. I feel like when you when you like give in to those certain aspects of femininity, you know, or you like you shift your femininity to like the 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 highest level in 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 a white supremacist colonial system, having blonde hair is the the highest level of femininity. Look, I don't make the rules, but this is why this is why this is why blonde is the hair color it, like all the girls of every race wear blonde you know and they fill their oats when they wear blonde it's a reason and so so she so she you know she had blonde hair she was ultra femme and i mean she would always talk to men and me naturally i always had like a reticence around men like i like i like i don't really like i i don't really have guy friends like i do have some guy friends but most of my guy friends are from like work where like we are, we're forced to interact with each other and then we find out that we have similar interests and then we're just like, oh, we're friends. But yeah. 
versus my my like my lady friends, my queer friends, like there's effort put that there we're not put in like a in a hunger game situation where we become friends. Like my lady friends, my queer friends, you know, there's active steps chose, you know, cho- chosen by me and them for us to be friends. Yeah. And so, so I don't really, so I'm just not really chummy with men. Also, I'm from New York. You know, I don't talk to strangers really either. My friend is from New York, but she fills her oath. So she talks to any, she would talk to any guy who like would give her attention, which I'm not shaming her. Like, bitch, if I like she, okay. So let me give you a background. She was short. Like she was like probably five, two. She was half Puerto Rican, half Asian. So, you know, she gave, she gave, you know, like that, that was like, that was like, she gave the thing that the exotical effect that men like. And around that time, I think this is like when I just started going natural. So I had like a, my, my Afro is like this big, you know, I was super skinny. I was real, you know, but I was giving you like a boyish effect, you know, like a tomboy effect, not really androgyny, but really tomboy. Cause I wasn't getting clocked. Like people, people perceived me to be who I am. Basically. We've always been real. Not always, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so, so my effect was always just like, you know, I'm going to work, but it wasn't as hyper femme as like, as her, even though I do, my friends will say that I am like a enchantress because like they'll say that men will be into me and I won't even be paying attention to it. Cause I'm just like, I don't really focus on men. Like my friends are always like, Nyla, that guy liked you. Oh, Nyla, that guy was checking you out. And I'm like, wait, where? With a plate of food in my mouth. Cause I just don't pay attention to guys. And it's also for protection. So let me get into the story. I gave you all Yeah, if you smile at them, it's, it's a, it's a permission to, you know, have access to you. Yes. Exactly. So, so also I'm from New York, you know, no shade. They beat the girls, especially then the boys beat the girls. And it was in the South Bronx where we worked. So we would get on the train and it was this guy who I forgot what he did, but we would always see him on the way home. Like more times than not, it was just really serendipitous when he was on the train is when we were beginning on the train. So my friend, we would ride the train out of the South Bronx back into the city. I lived in Harlem. She lived in the BK. And so eventually, you know, she would smile at him. They would keep talking. And by proxy, me being there, because he would see us together. He would just be like, he'd be like, does your friend talk? And, and like, it created like a dynamic where he would like want me to like engage with him. But I was like, also really scared because I'm like, and he was like, I think he worked in like, a, he was like a contractor. So he was a really muscular, really beautiful man, really muscular, really beautiful. And so as it goes, he, like we would, like they lived further down and he knew what stop that I would get off because I got off sooner. So, 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 okay. So my friend would always talk to him, but nothing would ever happen. Like they would just, I was like, wait, you guys didn't exchange numbers. Nothing happened. And she'd be like, no, nothing happened. Like, you know, I'm waiting for him to, you know, to like shoot his shot, but nothing ever happened. So mind you, she was talking to other men because she, at the time, this wasn't a thing then, but she was, she should have been ethically non-monogamous because she, you know, she talked to a lot of men, which also no shame do you. So the relationship kept building up where he would always pick at me. He'd be like, oh, you're not going to say hi. 
oh, you're not going to do this. Oh, you know, like he would just like try to like get me into the conversation. But I was just like scared because I'm just like, he doesn't know our tea. Also, like, girl, I don't want to talk to him. You know, like, like he wasn't that. Also, anytime somebody's man wants to talk to another woman in front, like a friend of the woman, like you're trying some slick shit. Like I'm hip to the shit. It's slick shit, but mind you, I mean, I wasn't as hip to the shit because I was like 20. I was like 20. Yeah. So, so eventually after us doing that, maybe for like summer and fall, one day he wasn't on the train, but we didn't see him all the time. Right. So I got off, I got off at my stop. And when I left the train station, guess who was there? That guy. And then, and then, and then I was like really creeped out. And then he was just like, oh, um, you know, I, I want to like take you to, to dinner, you know? And I was like, what? I was really, really creeped out. And he was like, no, 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 I'm not being creepy. He was just like, I really liked you the whole time, but your friend always talked to me. And like, I would try to like, to talk to you, but you never paid me any mind. And finally I was just like, I was just like, fuck, this is the only way I'm going to be able to talk to her. And so he took me to dinner and he was fine, girl. Like he was gorgeous. And we ended up hooking up. And so I I felt bad. And I ended up telling my friend the next day, I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe this happened. And so she got really mad at me. Like she told all of our friends at work, like all of our coworkers, mind you, we're all in our early fucking twenties. So, so everyone took a side and I was the whore of Babylon. And yeah, Yeah. it became a shenanigan and everyone was just like, that is your friend. And and then I, you know, I'm logic set in and I'm like, wait, he didn't even give her his number. Like they don't even, they just know each other on the train. Like what? Like, I'm like, obviously he liked me more. And so, I mean, moral of the story is that those situations are really, really tricky. I, I, I always, they are tricky. They are really tricky. Prioritize friendship because guess what happened? Yeah. This man, he had a girlfriend. Yeah girlfriend yeah and like, and like of course he still like he would text me after because you know like guys you know they hang on sometimes but the guy i know but also keep in mind he had a girlfriend but he's not loyal to the girlfriend so it's not like the he's girlfriend's winning the girlfriend. yeah it's like nobody connected to this man is is gaining anything from being no one connected to this man is gaining anything but also my friend you know she was living her life so I, and, and it kind of split our friendship really because. But, but hold on. Like, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. It split our friendship because my friend felt like I wasn't trustworthy to mm. her because she was just like, if I make a stake on a man, like if a man looks, if I talk to a man and I like him, girl, I brought that Uno card or no, I brought that mon- you know, I brought that monopoly, you know, I put a hotel there. And so he's mine. And I just, I, I say that to say, I, I, I don't think guys should ruin friendships with women because I, most times guys are a lot guys. You really gain nothing. I mean, you gain something from men. I, men bring something to the table. 
of course, but there's a lot of men out there pulling stunts. And I just yeah. think it's sad when they break friendships apart because it's just like, I think so for me, women I'm, is, is, is worth maintaining more and a guy I'm should split. not be between it. I'm split oh, because I'm split because I think that in that situation, you're saying that your friend, you started by saying that your friend, she hit on so many men. And I'm assuming yeah, she, that was in your presence. Yeah, she was she was a flirty girl. Like she was a flirty girl. So my thing is if you're hitting on so many men in your presence, that means you're not able or like a man is not able to approach you and hit on you, you know. Um and I mean, this is a kind of a an aside, but like sometimes if I'm attracted to a guy, I I am more comfortable. I've only done it a handful of times, but I'm more comfortable speaking to his friend. And I'm like, mm -hmm. you know, and I remember, and I haven't done it since, but I remember I was at a fashion show and I was like, oh, I think your friend is kind of cute. And he told me, tell that to him. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. I was like, not you reading, not you dragging me. But I mean, for, I mean, for, I mean, but he, he was right. He was right. You know, but I just, I, and I did it. I didn't tell the guy, you know, I just don't have the, you know, whatever to, to do that. But I think that, um, I think I'm, I'm, I'm split. I'm split on it in the terms of like, I'm on your side in that situation. But I also agree, like, I'm like, I think that if a guy likes you the same way Ezra didn't like me, he liked Alex, I mm -hmm. think that you're able to go on. But I also think, sorry, but I think it's true in the Yari, is Yari as well. I think that like, mm, yes, yay. they did sleep together, but they weren't in a relationship or not even that they weren't in a relationship, they didn't, they didn't even go on, they, they didn't, they didn't even go on two dates. Yeah. And, but, and this is something Alex said, she was like, you don't know how the, the attachments my heart made to him in one date or in one sexual encounter. And I would, and, and I hear that, but I also couple that with, we all hook up with a lot of people. I don't think that we can be puritanical and talk about heart ties and soul ties. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. But take it, take it to account. He is a trans man. So maybe they feel like, or maybe she felt like, I don't know. This is a, this is the way God intended. I don't know. <laughs> Cause that's what that gave. But Here's what ended up happening. So yeah, so I'll I'll just I, I'll end by saying this, and then I'll tell you how with Alex and I is kind of you know where we are now. I think that he came up to you respectfully. He had a girlfriend, so that was disrespectful. But he came up to you respectfully, and he said, "I like you. I, I always like you, and I want to take you on a date. And why should you stop yourself from potentially falling?" from falling in love because your friend flirted with another guy 
It's just another guy on the train. It's not even like, oh, this is the man yeah. that I love who I see every day at work. Or like, this is my, like, no. Like, I just, I feel like making claim to guys, uh, it's, it's, it's tough. I mean, but I feel like here's the thing. You can't even make a claim onto your husband. <laughs> you can with your friends. You can be like, hey, I really like, I really like this man, you know, and as my friend, I'm expecting you not to sleep with someone that I am in, in, in love with or have been in love with or have been in some sort of meaningful something really? with. Something, I mean, and I don't even want to say relationship because, because I haven't been in a relationship. So sometimes all you have is, is a dating is all you, all you have is dating. But if you know that someone like for me, for example, I would not sleep with Ezra because I know that he's been with people that I love and it's, you know, that's really touchy and they feel strong feelings about him. So I, he wouldn't want to sleep with me anyway, but <laughs> cause I'm just not his type. But, and that's okay, but that I wouldn't do that. Same with Ethan who lives in LA. Like I wouldn't do that, you know, because I know how people feel about that. But how are you supposed to know you slept with someone one time and yeah, you may, I may put, pull you on the phone and be like, oh girl, I met this man and I really, really like him, you know? I agree with you. But I feel like, I feel like with, in, in terms of like trans women and dating, I feel like it's such a scarcity for like yeah. actual connection and intimacy that it's 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 really really hard to gauge that because there's a lot of men who are interested in trans women and and are willing to have sex with trans women but they're not willing to give trans women actual like dignity, respect and intimacy. And in a way that is fulfilling, you know, like I, I talk to my sister all the time and I'm like, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I'm like, I'm at a crossroads. And this is why it goes back to the grind, why I'm on grinder versus, versus like tender while I'm on both because like on grinder oh, Bumble. Like, or Bumble, sorry. Yeah. 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 Like but this is why, this is why I'm like on both because if if I want to just like hook up with someone, Grinder's perfect. But like the other dating apps, they're like it's it's so many so many questions like within my head because it's just like it's like Grinder, you don't get that level of intimacy where you're just a girl and they're just a boy and it's cute and you're meeting each other and there's nothing, there's no expectations attached and you just get to feel it out and just be a person with the person, which is, I think is a really magical part about dating that, that when you put your trans in your profile, you kind of like, you kind of, it's hard for you to get that experience, you know? And I mean, I, I guess I'm being a little selfish, but I, I like that, you know, I like to just like, that that cute romantic point of just like getting to know someone and being in a space with someone and like talking to someone and i think 
because us as trans women, we we so sorely lack in that experience, like versus cis women. And I'm not saying all cis women experience this, you know, because some cis women don't get dates at all. But yeah. a lot of cis women are able to just be a girl with a boy and it's not complicated and it's easy and it's fun. And it's, that is like, that is a level of intimacy that we don't get. So when trans women, you know, we get, we find someone who can give us an ounce of that. I, I feel like it makes us go a little crazy sometimes. Like I've been oh, there. Oh, for sure. For, oh, with, without a doubt. I understand, I understand that. Now, but here's, here's what I will say. A couple of things. One, I guess I'll just ask, are you saying that you don't put that you're trans in your bio on like Bumble and stuff like that? No. Yeah. Because no, you don't, don't want to be sequestered by your transness. I, I don't want to be sequestered by my transness. And, you know, like, here's the thing. There, there, there are so many facets of me. And like, it took me until I was in like actually a, a long-term relationship when I was in, when I was in college to make me realize like, one of my one of the guys who I was with for the long for the duration of my college experience, like at, we've we were dating so long that I was just like I was a girl to him. You know, there yeah. was never we never really talked about trans stuff. Like he he knew my trans friends. You know, like he he knew my my cis head friends, but like there was never really a question of my transness to him, and that for me was like it was like it was so like restoring and it was so like and it was a beautiful part of our relationship and I didn't tell him I was trans when I when I first met him I actually told him later on and it was like kind of a cute moment but because of that because I guess I'm always looking for that in a relationship I want you to see me as like a person you know yeah. first a human being I don't put that because I want I want you to know who Nyla actually is before you complicate it with my transness. Because I mean, dating, and if, I, I know I'm attractive. I know I'm a beautiful woman. I know I'm, I'm like, men are attracted to me when they see me, but there is intersections to it. Like I wear my hair natural, you know? I, I mean, I give you that, I give you baddie aesthetic. It's no shit, I do. But Without I, <laughs> Not me being the baddie nerd. Um, guys, I'm a baddie, but I love anime. Um, not I'm making a key, but okay. But what I'm saying is that I just, you know, I, I want you to know Nyla the person first before you understand my political leanings and complexities of like my reproductive system. I, I hear you. And, you know, I get it. I, I, I get all that. I know a lot of people don't, a lot of guys don't, you know, I, I talked to, I, I said like, you know, I don't have to tell a guy that I'm trans. I made a whole TikTok career out of it. Um, but the fact of the matter is I do tell guys that I'm trans because I have a penis. So they're going to find out one way or another. Now, as someone who has bottom surgery, yeah. Oh, I mean, who has scratch, 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 meow, meow mix? Who has, has a, who has a vagina? As a woman with a vagina, you're mm -hmm. able, you know, you're able to, you know, connect, connect in that way. I, I guess I'm also, and it's not just the, it's not just the penis thing. Like, 
I, for a long time, really was tied to like, I'm going to play roles that aren't trans. I'm going to play roles that are cis, like roles that are like cis assumed, where you assume that the character is cisgender or it doesn't talk about being trans. But you actually shifted that a lot for me and, and other people as well, because we need to be telling trans stories and I don't need to be. I don't need to, I don't need to play cis, cis characters or, you know, or I don't, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm happy that I've done how to get away with murder and a bunch of other, uh, works that the character, it wasn't a trans storyline, you know, she's Peyton could have been trans, but it was just about other stuff. And so I think that that's important too, but I'm just like, I don't have this thing to where I'm like, I need to be cysts or whatever. Um, and maybe that's easier. Maybe that's easy said for someone who is assumed to be cis. Uh, the other thing I'll say is that I, I want someone like when I connect with someone, I, I want them to know all about me, all about the things that I do and I love and, that includes my transness and and how that has shaped my worldview, my POV. And honestly, I just feel like I'm too public facing to like, it just, it's, it's not practical. I don't know how you're doing it. Like, it's not like I would literally, I, I, I couldn't tell them my name. I honestly, I can't do it anymore because now, like even people who I don't swipe on because because on Bumble, they have you put your name. People Google me and people yeah. will reach out to me on Instagram. <laughs> They'll reach out to me on Instagram. And it's so it's it's really I mean, I get it. You know, I, I get it. But they're not usually I mean, I'm not really super interested in them. You know, unfortunately, that gags me that like we didn't match. And Bumble allows the woman to match and message first. Yeah. And so you're just like, fuck all that. I'm going to hit you up in your DMs on IG. I, and I, I would expect nothing less. I'm bad at social media. So, like, I, I, like, I'll see it, like, a month later. Yeah, same. Same. Because yeah. it's, it's just like, I mean, Instagram just doesn't make it easy to see those messages. But, I mean, I hear you, like being a trans person definitely has colored my experience but and i think it's maybe it could be how i was raised like my like like when i grew, when i first had memory first had conception my conception of self i never really like my i grew up with barbie dolls i would dress up as a girl my mom was really queer accepting and I didn't realize that something was wrong with that until she passed away when I was eight years old and that got like ripped away from me. And then I realized that, oh, wait, you think I'm wrong. You think I'm doing something wrong. And so for me, I guess in my Freudian psychology, I was, people made me trans, you know, people made me accept that definition. Like, I didn't know that I was trans until I was in like seventh grade. Like the 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 term trans, I want to clarify that. Like the actual term until I was in like sixth or seventh grade. I think it was actually, no, it was sixth grade. And we were in gym class and this boy was calling me a faggot. And 
yeah, he called me a faggot. And my gym teacher was like, ah, ah, ah. and you know, I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, he's defending me. And basically my gym teacher was like, my gym teacher was just like, Nyla is not a faggot. Nyla is a transgender, a transsexual. Basically, that's what he said. He called me a transsexual or he made really. Yeah, he called me that. And so I was shocked, but also I had never heard that word before. So then when I went home, I looked it up and it was me. I don't think anybody called me that. I think the first time someone said something was when I was being expelled from school. And or was I being expelled or something was something was happening. I was in the dean's office and they were like, do you want to use the girls restroom? And I was like, I know I'm supposed to say no to that. <laughs> I was like, ooh, they got me, girl. <laughs> they got yeah, me. They got me, girl. Yeah, no, no, no I, I hear you. Like, you know, as someone who's like, I've always been this way. Like, and I don't mean to shade, like shade anyone else, but it's like, yeah, like ever since I was, ever since I can remember, like, like, like nothing's changed about me. Like pre-transition, post-transition, like I am the same feminine, per, you know, woman. The only thing that is different is that I have language. Yeah. You know. Exactly. And, you know, not not to shade anyone, but like the time. That's right. What, that's right what a bitch says before she's about to read you for filth. But, um... I mean, and, and this is this is a clear a blessing of flex because, you know, I had an accepting mother and my mother made it okay in my brain. You know, my mother supported that. So, like, when people told me I was wrong, I thought that they were wrong, you know? Like, I didn't really think that there was nothing wrong with me. And and even in my darkest moments, I, I kind of saw the Nyla I was going to be, the 30-year-old version of Nyla, and I was like... And I guess this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, but like I saw her as this, you know, I saw this person. So mm -hmm. that like kind of like that kind of helped me sail through those moments. But also too, like I've never like I've never had like a, a boy experience, like to be frank with you, like I was an other. I was never allowed to be with the boys. Like, of course, I played I had guy friends when I was younger as a kid but everyone always like kind of othered me you know after my mom passed away where I was never one of the boys you know I mean I was never there was a period where I wasn't one of the girls either you know I was always in this in-between space until I transitioned like as a teenager and I got and I everything came together and then I became you know like I I became this Nyla, you know? So I don't, I don't know. I don't really relate to like a masculine experience, you know, in that way. And some trans women, they do relate. Like, you know, Flames Monroe. Flames Monroe relates to a masculine experience. Yeah. And, and, but I think that's the beauty of the spectrum of transness, you know, like this is my experience in this. But is your you experience. were, you were connecting that to why you don't tell guys that you're trans. Or, or, or why you don't, yeah. So I think that in my head, like, I think that my transness, of course, it's like, because because I didn't have to discover my spirit, the spirit in me, my my spirit, who I am, wasn't snuffed out. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't have a discovery period of like, this is who I am. 
or I didn't have a moment where it informed so much of my history. Like, if you talk to my family, they're going to be like, this motherfucker has been this way forever against our better, you know, against all of our hard work, you know, like, so I feel like my transness is, and I'm not a trans medicalist, and again, transness looks different for everyone else. But for me personally, my transness, it exists in a medical capacity. And of course I have experience with being trans. No shade, no shade. I'm not a trans medicalist, but bitch, the medical (laughs) is in the trans. That's that's funny. (laughs) That's funny. But here's the thing though, here's the thing though, and this is not the experience for every, this is not the experience for every person, but because I had like, I was accepted socially at a young age and then I wasn't, when I figured out what hormones were, I knew that I needed to take them. Like it was checklist for me. It was like, take your hormones, get your name changed. Bitch, I got my name changed. I filed a petition a month after my 18th birthday to get my name changed. Like I was not like, it was a checklist for me. It was like, okay, take hormones, you know, change your name on your, get get your ID changed, send your, your documents to the, um, to the fucking, to your insurance company, send it to the social security, send it, you know, like send it out everywhere, change your birth certificate. Like I was literally a checklist, get your bottom surgery, do your therapy sessions. Like it was like bada bing, bada boom. You know, yeah, so no, I, me, I just, I just, I just did my gender marker change and my name change, uh, in 2020 or no, 2021 actually. Uh, but my name is basically the same as my birth name. And when I was living in Vegas, that's when I, that's where I got my license. Uh, they put female on it. It's when you got to LA that the girls are the DMV people in LA are, they're not the same as the ones in Vegas. I'll just say that. <laughs> oh, so it, LA probably gives what New York gives. Because in New York, the, the paperwork has to be correct. There is this one woman who's at the DMV that all the trans girls know. We are thinking of the same woman. And she is the one. And this is back in from like 2012 to shit, maybe to, to like 2015, 2016. I would go down there. I would see her on Cole in Hollywood and she would get the girls together. Really? Fiercely. Yeah. Fiercely. I mean, she did, she, she was doing what she was supposed to do. I mean, you know, uh, according to how everything was, but yeah, I mean, being in Vegas, I mean, they were just like, is this, is this correct? And I'd be like, Oh no, the gender marker is wrong. I'm like, Oh, the gender is wrong. <laughs> and they'd be like, Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. Let me change that. And they just put female on it. And my ID, my Vegas, my Nevada ID has had female on it forever. And so because of that, and because my name is basically the same as my birth name, there really wasn't much of a reason to do that. And then I was going to get bottom surgery, but then I topped and I was like, Oh no, this is for me. <laughs> I topped and was like, this is for me. You said, wait a goddamn, wait a minute, wait a minute. (laughs) You said, wait a goddamn minute. Okay, bitch, I love that. You know what's really interesting about that is, okay, so as a teenager, you know, I had trans friends and I thought we were all the same because like, I thought we were all on the quest to go to Thailand. Like, I'm like, yeah, with Dr. Suporn. 
Sephora. I thought the girls were, we were all like saving up for Sephora, you know, working at Dwayne Reed, saving up for, for Sephora. And so I gagged when, you know, I started getting closer with my girlfriends and I found out a lot of trans girls top and a lot of trans girls were happy with their bodies. And it kind of gagged me. I was just like, and, but it's kind of funny because my friend, shout out to my homegirl, Chanel, love her down, known her since I was a teenager, love her, love her, love her. So she was just like, yeah. So she was just like, well, girl, I felt the different. I felt like all the girls were bottoms. And I'm like, bitch, I know you fucking lying. I know you fucking lying, bitch. Everyone was a top. And then she was just like, and then she would be like, well, who? And I would name her all these girls who I found out were tops. And she was just like, oh, yeah, I guess you're right. And I'm like, yeah, bitch. A lot of the girls were just like, mm, I like my penis. And I thought I really, the girls were. I thought the girls were all bottoms as well. You thought the girls were, baby. The girls are tops, no shade. Wow. And I love it for them. I love it for them. Wow, interesting. I, mean, um, the girls, I no feel shade. like I was thinking about this, but I feel like you're a top as well. What? I feel like you. I feel like you give that. I feel like even with the pussy, I feel like. Just because a guy's penetrating you, I you give me top energy. You know, okay, so this is this is a crazy story. I'm gonna tell you this because it's really funny. So when I when I was um when I when I had just turned 18, I had got kicked out of the Covenant House and or not the Covenant House, I got kicked out of California. So me and my homegirl, my homework girl was like, girl, you have to go to the Covenant House. And I was just like, no, girl, I don't want to go to the Covenant House because you know it wasn't a queer safe space. But actually the Covenant House, like no shade. She changed my life. You know, I live for it. And so when I went to the Covenant House, because, you know, I was femme enough and I had my gender marker, my ID changed, they put me on the, they put me on the girls floor. But then a gay boy who also had got kicked out, he was just like, what? Why is she on? She's, she's a tranny, but they had already put, yeah, he spooked it, but they had already put me and his name was Sweets, mind you. Hey, Sweets. Not shout out to you because you're a nasty girl. Sweets would really try me. Like sweets would like because so okay. I got a I got a job at the main headquarters of the Covenant House, which is ironic because George Bush's daughters would work there, and so the Covenant House they would have this like little black tranny working at the. Did you see them? Oh, I saw them all the time. I, but I was they were. I mean, what is her name? Laura Bush hi. or what's her name? Laura and Jenna, yeah. Her name is Laura, right? Laura and Jenna Bush, yeah. First of all, that's crazy that I so know these fucking come, daughters. They would come in and it would be with these two white guys. And you could tell that they were all like really rich, important people because they came to work happy. Like they just had, a, they were just so comfortable like and happy in a way that I like was like, just like, damn. And also, you could tell they were dressed really fabulously, too, giving you really scandal stunts. So, so you know, the boy Sweets, he was really mad at me. And the reason why I got the receptionist job, because it was, like, based on aptitude. It wasn't based on, like, you know, they were not chasing me. I won. I basically won that position by by aptitude and skill and so sweets would always like pull my wig off you know before i went to work he would like he would yeah he just like yag on my wig off and like he would throw it and i would have to find my wig bitch and i would have put it back on and i would have to go be a receptionist at the covenant house on 34th street and bitch he would try me 
And so, and so, and so the boys were kind of like, really like, I'm tall. I'm a 5'11 girl. But back then I was real thin, like so fucking skinny. And so, so speaking of me being a top, so it was a security guard who would, everyone would always talk about me because, you know, I was kind of quite the scandal because other trans people came there. But for some reason, I had freaked the system by being on the girls floor, which shocked everyone. And so, so like once they did it, they couldn't undo it, you know? And also like, I was like, I mean, you I said precedent. I set a precedent. And, and so, and so a lot of the, like in the, in the like less queer homeless shelter world, a lot of the people who work there are black people. You know, there's some white people who work in the shelters, but mostly black people. So the black people who work there kind of hated me for being on the girl's floor. So I remember I was walking past the security guard and the security guard was like, mm-hmm, he real big, he really tall and big. I bet he got a big old dick hiding between his legs. Cause I would, you know, I, I would go to, cause you know, I got, this was my first like professional office job. So when I, and I was working at Dwayne Reed while I was working this job. And, and this is when I started to, to taper off doing sex work. So I went to H&M and I went to Zara, you know, and I got the, the all, I went to the suit section, bitch. And I had like cute little skirts, little slacks, you know, and this is when skinny was in. So, you know, I would give you cute little slacks and skirts. I, it was a moment for me. Cause I was just like, I, I've done it, you know, I'm professional cunt realness. And so, so the security guard said that he was just like, I bet he has a really big dick cause he's really tall. And I was so horrified, bitch. Like I was just like, oh, <laughs> so yes, people have assumed that I'm a top, but I'm really not. I mean, I think wait a minute, bitch. You said all that shit to say that people think you're a top cause you're tall. You're fucking crazy. <laughs> No, I would say that I think you I would say you give me top energy because I I don't see you as like a submissive woman. I see you as someone who is like, you know, you've said it. You're like, you don't let guys like smack your ass. Oh, you definitely, yeah. I yeah, you definitely come into the bedroom, you know. Yeah. You know, in in control. That doesn't mean that you're like dominant. And also like I'm not okay. dominant in the I'm not dominant in the bedroom. I'm I'm not submissive either, but I'm not dominant. So like I'm not like throwing these guys around. I'm what? You're not throwing the guys. I'm around. not throwing them around. And they want me to. They want me to like throw them around. They want me to choke them. They want me to do all of this stuff. And it's like that's not really what I do. I just am inside of you. Period. So I wanted to come back to where Alex and I are now because of oh. the, because of what happened with Ezra and Yari and Alex. Wait, okay. bitch, what if they, okay, tell us where you guys are at now, but what if they see this blog? Like, what, like, what are you? This blog? They, where are you? Are you in 2007? I told you, I'm not good at social media. Leave me alone. No, but so. I will I will tell you. We'll 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 ask what if they we'll answer that later because it's like what if they see it? Okay. So but let me tell you what happened. So I told Alex to recap. I told Alex that I don't think that I wouldn't think that's a big deal to like sleep with someone one time 
and then your friend sleeps with them and to go on one date and then your friend is in a relationship with them because I'm yeah so what ended up happening is Alex remembered that and years later Ezra is dating Bob the drag queen they are no longer dating as of today but he was dating Bob and that was a whole saga a part of Bob's polyamorous relationship and then Ezra dated other friends that I know and um I know they're cur- I think Ezra actually just got engaged actually to a white trans woman um which congratulations best wishes um and I mean that uh but Alex so I was kind of dating this guy. I met this guy in same as shit. I don't even know. I don't even want to say his name, girl, but yeah, I don't even want to say his name, but I met this guy who lives in Wait, Atlanta. What's his name? What's his name? I'm, I'm not going to say it. He, he like literally is so despicable. <laughs> I met this guy who lives in Atlanta, but I met him here in LA. I met him on Grindr. And we went on a date and we didn't have sex. And we went on a date. It was a cute date. And it was a two-part date. It was like a, we went on a date in the daytime and at night. And we had a good time and we carried on and we talked over the phone and FaceTime a lot. And I was like, I like this guy. But then he started to show some like red flags, some like misogynistic red flags. And I was like, mm, that doesn't really work for me. And so I was speaking to Alex about it and I was telling him about the guy and, you know, of course she saw him, you know, you always say, Nyla, you go, I'm a visual person. I have to see. So she saw the guy and she encouraged me to give it a shot, even though I wasn't feeling it. And so I ended up going to Atlanta to visit him. Um, and I just flew out there just to see him and he was awful. He like made me feel unsafe. He like raised his voice at me. He like really neglected me and wasted my time. And, and I just left and I told her all of this. So a year later, oh, and when I was there, I, I had sex with him. A year later, a year after that, Alex is working in Atlanta and she calls me and she goes, Oh my God, I just finished having sex with this guy. I had no idea who he was. And he told me after who he was. And he's the guy that you went oh to my go God. to, the guy that you dated. And I was like, wait, how did you not know it was him? And she said, oh, you know, because I just, I just look on Grindr. I'm not, I'm not really looking. I'm not really paying attention. I'm just looking at the booty, looking at the ass. And I was like, ah. But she was really apologetic. And I was like, she was like, I'm so, so, so sorry. She was like, even if you're not upset about it, I'm upset about it. And I'm so sorry. And I was like, oh no, don't feel, don't feel bad. I'm like, thank you for calling. Thank you for letting me know. But like, don't feel bad. And then, right, we talked a couple days later and she told me that she was still hanging out with him and they were setting up a photo shoot and doing all types of stuff. And she was telling me this. She's telling me this. And I'm like, wait, what? I thought you, I thought we just talked a couple of days ago and you were like, I'm so sorry about whatever. 
it seemed to me in my mind, I was like, it seemed like y'all would have cut communications. Like once you found out if you're so sorry. And that was when I was like that coupled with other things we can get into later, another time, another episode. But that was why I was like, I think I'm going to have to distance myself a little bit. And what she brought up to me was, she said, you're not upset that I did a photo shoot with him. You're, you're upset that I slept with him. And I'm like, not entirely, not like that isn't like really my main thing. My main thing is that like, you told me one thing and then you did another. And that just, those two things just don't like really match up. But what she, what she brought back up often in our conversations was she said, well, remember with Ezra, you said you wouldn't care. You said you wouldn't care if you just hooked up with the guy and then your friends slept with him. I just think this is, in my POV, doesn't mean that I'm right, but in my POV, I just think if you're encouraging me to go see a guy, to travel, to buy a plane ticket, to go see him, I'm telling you how awful he is. I just, I think there's a little more couth. And you either yeah that i just think there's a little more cool that you know you can extend whether if i could spell it or not you know <laughs> nyla knows i can't spell because we write together <laughs> but yeah i just i think i mean that's like that's kind of where that is and so i know she feels like i have a double consciousness on the on the topic <laughs> but at the same time i think that it's always like how you move based off of your loyalty to your friendship. I think it it's it's always shifting, you know what I mean? And I just think that, yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? What do you think? Do you feel like I like I've set her up? I think that girl, you went to detail. I mean Look, I always think of it, and I, I like, I, I love you both. You know, um, you and I are closer because we, of course, write together and we talk all the time. Naturally, shade. not you and Wait, I are closer. Shade. That's not shade. I mean, that's the real. I mean, that's the reality. No shade. Like, I mean, you, you can love people. You can be friends with people, but the people who you're closer with, you know, you're, you're just, you're closer to them. That's. <laughs> Girl, I talk to you like three times a fucking week, bitch. I know. Like, I, I mean, I, I talk to you a lot, so it's like it's like different, you know. It's a different thing. I, I, I like Alex and I. Like, we're cool, we're friends, but I don't like I don't talk to Alex as much. But I do think that I wish you guys would be friends again. I and I know, girl. I know it's opening up the can of worms, and you're like, whatever. You know, you, I mean, you're not gonna be whatever, but you have feelings on it. But. Again, I I guess it goes back to my other point. I kind of I kind of uh, I I would try to give women to extend women a little more grace. A dude, I would cut a dude off in a second. Like, yeah, I'm not no baby, no, I do not let men shenan. But yeah, I would extend grace, and also I think time gives grace. But based on based on how you describe the story, do you think she was being spiteful? I don't think she was being spiteful. I mean, 
I think that if you're calling me and telling me all these things, a part of you is like, she didn't have to tell me. Like, I would not have known. Now, what I will say, what the guy did when they were sleeping together, he messaged me. And and the guy has continued. So the guy had, ever since I just, we weren't in a relationship, but ever since I was like, I cannot stand you. Don't ever fucking talk to me again. He has continued to, you know, basically stalk me virtually. And I have just been like, leave me the fuck alone. And yeah. he, he messaged me that night. And it could have been a thing to where she could have been like, well, he's probably going to tell her anyway, or maybe not. Right. And then she told me that he said that she, so she told me that she told him that I have to tell Quay that we slept together. And he said, no, don't do that. Don't tell her. And so, you know, this this is nasty work. It's nasty work. work. And he continued to message me throughout, throughout that time. And I was just like, I, I blocked him after that because him and I had a conversation while we were dating and we, and he told me that I told him that I always block people when I, when I break up with them or when I'm, you know, whatever, stop dating them. And he was like, no, I don't do that because I still want to see people do well. I still want to root for people. Like I don't need to cut off all ties. And I said, okay, well, which is so funny. I was like, well, then I'll try that with you. And I didn't even think about me saying that. I was was like, yeah, so if we, you know, don't work out, I'll try that with you. And so I was trying that with him, but no, I was correct. Block immediately. Um, Because it, because it just, just, yeah, it just allows you to walk away now. Okay. We're going to now have to get into it. Okay. So the other stuff. So with Alex, I did. I know we're gonna have to because you brought it up. I did extend. Why? Why? No, no, no. We don't have to get in. We don't have to get into the rest of it, but I will. I do have to say this. I have extended her grace. I have extended her grace. However, I have a therapist, and my therapist was like, "We need to set some boundaries," and so me not speaking to her. Couple of other things is a is 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 a part of those is a part of those boundaries. I'm also really upset because I missed my therapy appointment today because I thought it was at eleven and I scheduled it to at, at eleven, but it actually was at ten o'clock and that really was, that like really sucks. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I like you said you wish we were for you want us to be friends again. I want us to be friends again too. I just think there needs to be an active effort to grow oh. <laughs> and I don't <laughs> you're laughing I think that there needs to, okay so he, so here's the thing I was just speaking to my friend Pollyanna Pollyanna Paulina Pollyanna I was, I was just speaking to my friend Paulina and she told the guy that she's dating that she wants him to do therapy and he did it and her psychologist friend said if you're working on yourself, the person in your life that you love, they also have to be working on themselves. Even I know there are people who feel like, oh, I'm perfect. I don't have any issues. I don't have a problem. I don't need therapy. We got to be working on ourselves. <laughs> we got to be humble enough to say we are not perfect. We can work. We can work on ourselves. We can go to therapy. We can try to figure some stuff out, you know, <sighs> And I didn't feel like in the relationship that my friend wanted to do that. And so 
that was, you know, my thing. You know, yeah, I totally get that. I respect, I respect your opinion. And I mean, ultimately, like, girl, it's your life to navigate. And you, I, I, you definitely have to set boundaries with people. And yeah, that's why, oof, oof. Men and your friends, it can get really, really fucking messy. Yeah, men and your friends, it can get really fuck. Yeah, it can get really messy. But I will say, the guy, the whole guy situation is not the whole situation. There are other things that I'm just not saying. Do I need to say yeah. it? I no, say it. don't say it. No, don't you don't have it. to say it. Bitch, you don't have to say it. You gave us enough. I gave you enough. Like, yeah, I gave you enough. I gave you enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was just, there were outside. I know. I'll just say this. My therapist said there is a there were enough. Do we want to say disagreements? Right. There were enough disagreements about a a a, a very amount of things that had to do with guys. It had to do with things that had nothing to do with men. That I I felt hurt by, and my therapist was like, "Yeah." you're going to have to sep- you I encourage you to separate from this relationship. And I mm-hmm. said, well, what if she's working on herself? What if she's in therapy? And my therapist says, I think that's a great, that that's a great, you know, kind of boundary to set. I know it's like an ultimatum. People hate fucking ultimatums, you know, but I think that the, and the request of like, you're my best friend. We talk every day. We talk all the time. I am working on myself. Can you also try therapy and work on yourself as well in this way? And she was just like, absolutely not. That is so offensive to ask someone to do therapy. And I guess that's just a, that's just such a huge divide. Like how do you cross that divide? Like I see therapists as doctors who can help everyone and other people see it as this stigmatized thing that means you're wrong and you're, you know, crazy. I mean, yeah, I think especially in the black community, there is like a, there is like, we we definitely look at therapy like wrong, but you know, I mean, okay, here's, here's, here's the question. I'm throwing it out there and then we don't have to continue talking about this. Yeah, but what if Alex was just like, "Look, I hear you. I'm going to try to honor your boundaries," but that's also really therapy speak of me. That's really therapy speak of me because I- yeah, yeah, you would probably have to go through some there. You know, you probably have- I would. It, you know, Alex is someone who I love deeply, and there are oftentimes I think about her and all the funny things she's said and, you know, being able to talk to your best friend, of course, I would love to within a heartbeat. I'd I'd love to, you know, but for my, for my peace of mind, you know, I've blocked all communication and um, so that I can honor the boundary as well as her, you know, so you know, that just is what it is. I have seen her out twice at events and she's been really lovely and sweet. Um, we haven't spoken, but she's been like, we haven't like outside of, you know. A like, controlled event, not, yeah. Yeah, like outside of like, someone was like, hey, do you two know each other? 
And we were like, hi, <laughs> you know, and you know, that, you know, but we have not spoken. And um, since, since we, since we had our kind of confrontation and, and spoken person, but um, I will answer this question. You asked, how would I feel if she saw this or <laughs> if Yari or Ezra or Bob the drag queen, <laughs> or I guess Ezra's fiance, Ezra's friends and fans. <laughs> oh Lord. Oh gosh. You know, they have every right to feel however they want to feel about this. You know, I'm putting this out publicly for the world to see. Um, I am doing a podcast and also creating art in my writing as a, as a screenwriter, but also as a comedian where I am private and public. So these things are a part of my art. You know, I'm not running to a tabloid or anything like that, but I do share my life and the things that happen in my life. And sometimes that's connected to what other people do in their lives. I do share, I, I, I am going to be sharing that in public, you know, and, you know, mm -hmm. maybe that, you know, that maybe that's wrong of me. Maybe that's, you know, unethical. And I can always, you know, I'm new to the podcast world. I can always, you know, um, grow, but I don't know. I feel like our conversations, because like as we're having these conversations, like I'm just having this conversation with you, Nyla. And yes, I've told you about this, of course, before. This is like, you've heard this so many times. You probably heard this like three, this is like your fourth or third time hearing this. Um, you're like, yeah. You're I, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yes, I have heard this, but I've, I've, I didn't, I mean, I haven't, I haven't heard it all as connective as like, you know, like, oh, all the stuff with Ezra and all of that. Yeah. I, I haven't heard that. I'm like, Ooh. <sighs> yeah. I just, <sighs> I, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, if I hurt you by sharing this, you know, all of the people I mentioned, I apologize. Uh, particularly people like Yari, you know, Bob, I don't know, Bob, um, you know, but of course, if I hurt Alex, if I hurt Ezra, you know, I apologize. Um, yeah. You know. I mean, it, I feel like, I feel like that is, which is a great thing to do. You know, I, I feel like, because I always, I mean, it's this ideal of disclosure and like how it, like what that actually means. And I feel like, I feel like you don't really owe anyone privacy, you know, especially if you were an active, no shade, if you were an active participant in that situation, you know, like, which I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying like, you know, fuck their privacy, which I guess it sounds like I'm saying fuck their privacy a little bit, but I'm, I'm always kind of like questioning when people talk about stuff, like public facing people talk about stuff and they leave it to the imagination, even though we all know. And I'm just like, why don't you just say the name? Are you really just defaming? I don't know. Maybe that's a lingo. I will add this because you sparked oh. something. Yari did bring her situation with Ezra and herself to Instagram. I love you, boo. But she did bring that there. And Bob the Drag Queen and Ezra have had a very public relationship and a and a yeah. and a public breakup. 
Um, the only person who this has been really private with in between is, is me and Alex. So, um, you know, she is someone whose privacy that, you know, I don't want people to, let me say this. I don't want people to think that Alex is a bad person. She's a lovely person and she deserves employment and protection and love. And, you know, and, and, and I love okay. her. Let's say this one thing also too. People are complex. People are complex. Alex, yeah. Alex yeah. is, yeah, like you said, a lovely, sweet person. I love her to death. You know, I and I am not, and I am not perfect in, in the situation. Alex has said that I have confused her. I've given her contradictory statements on what to do with someone who, you know, I've been with. So do you, I, do you think, do you think the situation, cause here's the thing. I, as a person, like I used to like to argue and really like prove my point to people. And I feel like, and I've learned this with like my relationship with my sister and like family members and really close friends who I've known for like a long time. I'm more willing to offer a I'm sorry quickly because I I like to preserve relationships, you know? And I guess this mm. has been the theme of like of like what I've been saying about the situation. But do you think that if cause sometimes you hurt I sometimes I hurt people. You know, sometimes people hurt me and I have to like I have to check in myself. I'm like, wait. Was that intentional? I don't think that was intentional. That was just friendly fire. And because I because I think like that, I wonder, or I like to err on the side of caution when someone I love tells me that they've been hurt by my actions, I will instantly, oh my God, I'm so sorry. You know, like I will instantly give that. Do you think the situation would have ended differently if that was kind of like how it was handled, you know? The it wasn't it honestly it wasn't situation like Alex plus had moved, the, Alex had moved plus, to Vegas. Oh, go ahead. Everything else, like not to rehash all of it, but plus everything else. If 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 no. if and no. I'm sorry would dealt with it. No. No. And the reason why is because everything else, Alex had moved to Vegas and Alex and, and I went to go visit Alex. Um, we were arguing like cats and dogs. I mean, we needed, we both needed serious therapy. You know, we both needed serious therapy and I got it. And there was something about our friendship and our dynamic, and you had mentioned it in, in private. I hope you don't mind me bringing this up, but you had mentioned it that, you know, recently you said, yeah, I did notice y'all argued a lot. And I don't think that that is healthy. I don't think bickering with your best friend is healthy. And, you know, I think- I agree. Cause, oh, sorry to cut you off. No, no, go ahead. I agree because I feel like culturally speaking, and it's this famous, like, um, James Baldwin and Alex, Alice Walker moment where James Baldwin, they're talking about relationships, but I think, like, they're talking about, like, a romantic relationship, but I think, like, a part of romantic relationships are friendships, you know? Mm -hmm. And they were talking about where James Baldwin was essentially, like, talking about, and this is a loose quote, but he was talking about like the world, how bad the world treats him and, you know, and, and, you know, he brings that home and Alex, Alice Walker 
Um, or maybe, no, I don't know if it was Alice Walker or Nikki Giovanni. Please don't kill me for this. I love both of them. But their retort to that was, it, why do you have to bring that home and put that on me? You know, loosely quoted. And I loved that kind of like methodology with my friends, like, and people I love. I think that, like, I'm giving the world hell. So when we come together, I want to laugh. I want to kiki. I want to throw fun shade, but I don't, I want it to be peaceful. And I want people to like be safe around me and be able to like be themselves in a way because I want to be myself with you. And I always feel that like the bickering dynamic, it always is. Well, we haven't resolved something. So we're going to like, we're going to bicker because that reinforces like I love you I'm bickering with you but I'm not going too far even though I have you know underlining tension with you and that's where that comes from with me so I always think it's weird when people are like I'm like I don't want to tussle with nobody who I'm who I love you know like like let's have fun let's eat let's smoke let's kiki let's you know let's gossip let's do all those things but let's do those in peace, you know, and, and comfort and safety. So I don't know. I just never liked the bickering dynamic. Also, I'm a younger sibling. So that also adds into it where I'm just like, I'm the if youngest. you bigger with me, we tussling, we fighting. So <laughs> I think when, you, I, well, this is kind of some of the, you know, not, I don't have a degree in psychology or whatever, but what I thought was like being friends with a trans woman, right? Two, two black trans women, we have so much trauma. We have so many triggers. We have all of this stuff. And if we're not working on ourselves, we're going to bring that. We're going to bring all of that. And, mm -hmm. you know, we have, we have two different communication styles, you know. And, you know, I'm an optimist. And I think Alex is more of a, a realist and... I, you know, I kind of felt like sometimes some things were limiting and, you know, I talked to her a lot about that and she felt like sometimes my worldview was Pollyannish and naive and she talked to me about that. And so I just think that like, we really just didn't have like a way to really, you know, communicate well that like really fit. And I think you know, it's possible that I also feel like we may have just found ourselves in a friendship so deep year into like a years long friendship that while by the time we were in it and it was too much, I think there was really, I think it was really hard to kind of like set those boundaries and rearrange everything because we had already gone so far in like a direction that wasn't serving either one of us. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, speaking of that, speaking of reality, because what we've been talking about reality now, what do you think? I don't know if you saw it, but it, it's a trans. Wait, hold on. I think you want to talk about your pop culture stuff, right? Wait, that's what I. That's what I'm doing. I'm, okay, I'm hold on. We are an oh. hour and a half in. We have just done two episodes. <laughs> If you want to talk about this, we can. I just need to stop and then we can, it'll just be a bonus and we'll just, we'll talk. Okay. So let's just stop this. Can you say, can we say like, thank you for watching trainees or can we give them a little, can we give them a little introduction of like what the episode will be? Yeah. 
so hi guys my name is nyla and she's quay and we are two trainees with the podcast um so on today's episode we really talked about t for t sexuality oh yeah hiv and sort of how we how we how we how we lightly how we like um about disclosure and what that means and um and also in terms of comedy we talked a lot about comedy too i think actually oh yeah so um i would actually split those two episodes up so what we did earlier i would say that's its own episode and what we're doing now is another episode because that's an hour and this is an hour and a half so okay i would actually say yes i agree with you this episode is about um t for t relationships i would also say that this episode is about um friendship breakups and Mm. you know and how men can get in between you know your girlfriends um yeah alex loves that show oh my gosh well alex i i love you i hope if you're listening i hope that you uh, don't feel harmed by this, but if you do, I'm sorry. And um, yeah, but you gotta do like Gen Z. It's like this. They do it like this. Wait, I can't do that. I'm too old. You got it. There you go. You gotta. You gotta put these. Push these. Push your index together like that, and then go like that. Yes, honey. Yes. Oh my god. I feel like I'm. I feel like if people watch this, I'm gonna become a meme. I feel like it. I feel like it. Oh. You feel like you're even why? Because I'm so memeable. I'm just like looking at myself and I'm like, girl, you're gonna become a meme. That's so funny. Okay, let's stop. Let's stop. <laughs>